0: As an entrepreneur, when it comes to getting a mortgage, you may be in a situation where you can't get approved by a big bank due to your income being lower on paper. Maybe you've already been in this situation before, or maybe you've heard of a fellow business owner having a tough time before. Regardless, should you declare more income in order to qualify for a bigger mortgage? What does that look like to you? Well, in this episode, we'll be diving into whether or not you should be declaring more income in order to qualify for a mortgage with one of the big five banks. We'll also be discussing the differences between A and B lenders and how to determine which side of the equation you fall on. If you're new to the show, my name is Tom Moffitt, and I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Brandon Love. The Invested Entrepreneur is the only podcast that is geared towards helping the Canadian entrepreneur achieve financial independence through business and investing. Now let's dive into the episode.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Invested Entrepreneur. Brandon Love here with Tom Moffitt. And today we're going to talk about something both of us have been considering a lot lately, and it's should you declare more income to qualify for a bank mortgage? So kind of where things sit, there's two sides of lending, A and B with A lending, it goes off of your declared income. So think about what you would have paid yourself, T4 or otherwise. And on the B side, there's opportunities to pay yourself less on paper and pay less taxes. But there's different considerations there because rates and things of that nature can be higher. So today, we're just going to unpack that and do a deep dive with it.
0: Yeah. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're either A, going to be out there shopping for a home, buying, selling, buying a rental property, anything to do with real estate within the next year or so, this episode applies to you. So what we're going to be chatting about is kind of like the steps involved to determine whether you should try to qualify on the A side or whether you should qualify on the B side. So like Brandon said, there are two different types of mortgage qualifications and the A side is the most cost-effective means of getting a mortgage, but it doesn't mean that that's the route you have to go. In fact, nine times out of 10, it makes more sense for entrepreneurs to declare less income and go on the B side where you pay higher fees. But we're gonna break that down in terms of how to really find that out for you specifically. And of course, we're generalizing things, so it's gonna apply differently for everyone, but these are gonna be the general guidelines on how to get to that goal. So why don't we start off with the first step, you've gotta connect with your broker. So whether you're working with a mortgage agent, mortgage broker, or you're going to the bank, let's hope you're not going to the bank because you're not gonna have options there. The bank only does A-side mortgages. Some offer B, but they're not, they are not—they don't specialize in that, and they only have their own department to offer certain B-side mortgages. Whereas brokers, we can shop around. We have over 50 plus lenders that all work on the B-side. So you definitely wanna reach out to a mortgage agent or a broker. From there, they're going to determine how much you can qualify on the A side using your T1s or NOAs and seeing how much you've declared from an income perspective. So that's the first step is seeing how much you can qualify on the A side. If you're not getting to the purchase price or the mortgage amount that you need, that's when you can start chatting to your mortgage broker to see, okay, how much income do I have to declare? Does it make sense to go that route? And that kind of goes into... Your second step, like you have to think about what your goal is. So Brandon, I'll flip it over to you. Like how do we determine what the goal is for the overall strategy?
1: Yeah, for sure. So when you're looking at this, taking things back a step further on that A side, like Tom said, you're going to qualify off that income. So on your T1, whatever you're claiming there, that's what you're going to use. There are certain cases where you can do what's called an insured stated income program. With that, the lender is going to say, okay, you have one year of industry experience it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to go on with this and earn this amount next year. So you do that stated income program that way. The downside to that is that you pay a higher insurance premium on that. So sometimes when you're looking at things and then you go to the B side, you're going to put a minimum down payment of 20%. But then you're going to always have that 1% lender's fee. We don't charge an additional fee some brokers do. So if you're with a broker that's saying, oh, I'm going to charge a broker fee plus lender's fee, come to us and save some money that way. But we don't charge you that 1% fee that's paid directly to the lender who then pays us from yeah, that.
0: Just to, sorry to cut you off, Brian. I just want to put that in there because the reason why we don't is because we want to do a really good job for you. We want to ensure that, hey, whenever you think about mortgage, you come to us and we want to have repeat clients. Like we want you to come back and get a mortgage through us. So why would we charge you an additional fee we're already getting paid by the lender. Yes, it's roughly half the amount that we get paid on the A side, but that's the reasoning for that. So if you are with a broker and they are charging a fee, it's not to say that they're doing something evil. It is kind of standard practice. But like Brandon said, if you want to save some money, come on over to us.
1: Exactly. Our whole mindset is that we are entrepreneurs and we want to build a community and a network that supports entrepreneurs. So we'll take a little less in this case just to support you and your goals. So going back to those goals, if you say, I want to buy a $500,000 home on the A side, you're going to need a certain amount of income to qualify with that based on the gross debt service and total debt service ratios. Typically, you're going to fall under 39% gross debt service and total debt service under 44%. On the B side, they allow you to stretch that a bit. So you can go up to 60% in each category depending on the lender. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility. Now that said, on the B side, you can also look at what income gets qualified. So you might only pay yourself $40,000 on paper, but you keep $100,000 in your corporation, we can go off the six to 12 month bank statements and show what a reasonable level of income is. And that allows you to qualify for more mortgage. So figuring out your goal of what you actually want allows us to work backwards and see kind of what do we have to start with and how do we have to map this out?
0: Yeah, exactly. And in regards to the gross debt servicing, like the numbers that we kind of just threw at you, probably sounds like alien language. But essentially, all it is, is we're just comparing the debt to your income. So your monthly debts to your income. So that includes your mortgage, car payment, line of credit, all that good stuff that gets compared to how much income you make. And The reason why the B-side is so powerful is because, again, like Brandon said, we can stretch that up higher, meaning we can qualify you for more. And B, no pun intended, on the B-side, we can use what's called a bank statement program, like Brandon said, because we can qualify you based off of the income coming in there versus what you show on your T1. It's typically going to be a lot less because your accountant does such a good job that they want to get that number as low as possible. So you pay the least amount of income tax. And when we look at these things, In most cases, paying less income tax like far outweighs the amount of money you're gonna pay on the B side. Because for the B side, the fees that you're gonna pay are typically that 1% lender fee on the mortgage amount. And then you're gonna have a slightly higher interest rate as well. And it depends on where the market's at, but usually it's anywhere from 0.5 to 1.5% more, depending on the lender and how far you're going onto the B side. But I mean, even today, if we're looking at rates, the one and two year fixed rates are pretty similar to the A side, if not the same. So it's definitely something you should consider. But again, that kind of goes into our next step here is what is your goal? Like, are you trying to just maximize the purchase price based off of what you're seeing right now? Like, are you only trying to increase it by 20 or 30K? Because that's going to determine, like maybe it does make more sense to declare a bit more income for the next year. And right now is a great time to kind of go over all this because we're at year end. And it depends if you're incorporated or not, like these are the different timelines. But the first thing you need to do is, again, reach out to your broker and then tie in your accountant at this point. Once you determine what your goal is and what the broker has told you that you can qualify with, because then you can kind of go over and compare the income tax versus pay more fees on the B side. 100%.
1: And that conversation, when you connect your accountant in with us, it's just like when we have a great realtor or a great lawyer to work with. It makes the process so much smoother because we're not working at odds with one another, the accountant knows your goal and it's in tangent with the moves we're making as well. It also makes it a lot easier on the documentation side when your accountant can just say, okay, here's the T1s, here's the NOA, and they just flip us the documents directly. It saves you a lot of steps that way. And it saves you a lot of money because let's say hypothetically, pay yourself $100,000 from the corporation. Or you could leave that money in there, pay yourself 50, pay the lender's fee You know, depending on your tax rate, you might pay up to $25,000 in tax there versus $5,000 lender's fee is 1% of a $500,000 mortgage. So you can see the savings there. The lender's fee kind of scares people when you say lender's fee. Yeah. Everyone kind of turns their nose up. Why do I have to pay this? I don't like this. But when you look at the opportunity behind it, There's actually a huge savings and advantage to being an entrepreneur in that case. Even the word B side or
0: alternative mortgage, I think a lot of people are turned off by it because it does have a negative connotation. It shouldn't. I love the B side because it provides more options. Like I have a B mortgage as well, and I'm going to continue doing that once I keep getting more and more rental properties, which is a whole other discussion because it's not just for entrepreneurs. It's also for people that want to add more rental properties to their portfolio because B lenders look at, rental properties more favorably based off of the rental calculations. So there's many different benefits with the B side. But speaking of that, there's also some downsides. And Brandon, you already alluded to it. The biggest downside is you do have to have that 20% down. So if you don't have 20% down, the only option for you on the A side is to look at that stated income program, like you mentioned. But other than that, you're going to have to get that 20% down if you want to venture to the B side to afford what you're looking for.
1: For sure. And I think another important piece of clarification is sometimes when your accountant's writing things off, some people feel like they're doing something illegal and that B mortgages are like a gray area. It's not. It's totally above board. These lenders are all legitimate. The financing institutions all understand what's going on here they just know that it can be structured differently when you own the business because you're not having that pension so you might retain some earnings within that corporation to set aside for your retirement down the line so it's not illegal to have things written off it's not illegal to use stated income programs it's totally above board and it's important to just note that because some people feel a bit uncomfortable with it.
0: Yeah, and you actually just touched on something that I do want to discuss briefly here because it's a program that is near and dear to my heart and I absolutely love it and nobody talks about it. It's almost like a secret program that hasn't been discovered yet. And I won't mention the lender, but it's business for self income program on the A side. So you're qualifying with a fully featured A mortgage, no fees associated, same interest rates that you would get with any other program. And what it does is it allows you to use the retained earnings in your corporation. So if you're incorporated, this program might be for you because we're able to qualify you based off of the retained earnings and the income that you've declared on your T1s as well. So it's super powerful. I've used it for many of my realtor partners because it's huge for realtors, the ones that are incorporated. But if you're business for self and you're incorporated, this applies for you as well.
1: Yeah, that's a big one that not a lot of people know. I think they kind of get confused with it on the underwriting side. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, fuck, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to flip it somewhere else. And that's why it's also important to partner with someone who understands these types of mortgages. Like Tom and I do a lot of stated income, a lot of self-employed borrowers. So we know some of the nuance within it. If you're getting someone who's a little bit greener or who only does a business, they're not going to know The opportunities for you, and that can lead to you paying higher interest rates or more fees, strictly because they just don't know that programs such as the one Tom was describing exist.
0: Yeah, and and the last point on the B side, speaking to that negative outlook on it that people have, for the most part, it's a fully featured mortgage. Like you still have the same prepayment privileges. Every lender is different, but it's typically the same as the A side. There are some caveats to that, like some B lenders, a lot of them actually don't offer bridge financing, which could be an issue for you. So if you're selling and buying, and you need that bridge financing, it could be a tricky situation. Like I have one file right now that we do have to qualify on the B side. And we have to look at lenders specifically who offer that bridge financing. And without that, then we're going to have to go through a third party, which is going to be a lot more expensive in order to bridge that mortgage.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the other thing too, is that lender's fee, you could renew with that lender and not have a fee. So it's really just when you're getting that mortgage, if you wanted to renew with that existing lender, they're not going to charge you that fee again, in most cases. So it's a one time thing that way. So it really is an opportunity to build up your portfolio because you qualify for so much more. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're thinking strategically long term investing, and even if you're getting rental properties, you know, all of these fees and the different interest rates, they're all write offs against the income you earn. Right. So, it's really a non issue at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, we are
0: not accountants, but we do have experience in it. So, I mean, don't take it as Advice from an accountant, but we will be having an accountant on here very shortly. And this is all the kind of stuff that we want to chat about because it is important first of all, entrepreneurs and real estate investors as well. So I think we've kind of really nailed everything on the head here, Brandon. Is there anything else that we should be adding?
1: No, I think we've covered a lot of bases. So really, in summary, a versus b, should you declare more income? Ultimately, it depends, but I would say in the vast majority of cases, have your accountant do the best possible job they can do on their side and just utilize the advantages that B Lending provide to entrepreneurs. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. We will see you on the next episode.